What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Blue Shoes Fitness Radio Podcast. This is your host, Coach Jay, and this is episode number five. And the title of this episode is Three Mindsets to Embrace in 2020. And if you know anything about me or this podcast, we keep it real light here. We get into some deep stuff, but we keep everything very conversational and it's just us hanging out over uh, a podcast. And so we're going to get right into it. We don't do any of that fancy uh, intro music stuff or, uh, you know, sponsors or anything like that. It's just uh, me talking into a mic and talking directly to you and hopefully speaking a little bit into your life. So uh, yeah, three mindsets to embrace in 2020. This is going to be a relatively quick podcast episode, but the idea here is I thought about, uh, as I uh, talk to more and more of you since the beginning of 2020, um, and talking one-on-one with a lot of my online coaching clients of uh, these different mindsets that are, are uh, kind of more or less across the board with my successful clients, with people who are successful um, in their fitness goals in general, or maybe even just people who are successful in any kind of uh, behavior change or uh, goal setting at all. And so um, I kind of compiled this list of three mindsets to embrace. And the way that I'll introduce those here is uh, talking about three mindset traps that we tend to fall into with the solutions being the mindsets to embrace. So we're going to get right into it. Um, and again, this is uh, overarching. Uh, you can look at this as much bigger than just fitness by itself. Um, but in thinking about your fitness goals, your nutrition goals, your body composition goals, whatever that is that you are wanting to focus on in this realm of things, um, you can definitely scale it down um, into thinking about very practical, tangible steps that you can be taking. Okay, so the very first mindset that we're going to talk about, and like I said, we're going to introduce the mindsets to embrace by talking about mindset traps that we tend to fall into. Um, the trap that we fall into a lot of times, number one, is paralysis by analysis. And I am a huge fun, a, a huge fun. Yep, that's where I'm going with this here. A huge, oh my gosh, I cannot talk. A huge fan of puns. I think I just tried to combine all three of those words into one word and really jumbled up sentence. But yes, I am a huge fan of puns and wordplay and rhyming and all that kind of stuff and paralysis by analysis is no exception to that and i especially love when a good pun or play on words uh really helps to drive home the the message of it as opposed to sometimes you get these really terrible ina- uh, acronyms or plays on words that just it, they you can tell that someone was trying really hard to make it work and it doesn't quite reach it but this one here is a great example of a Uh, a term that describes exactly what it is and it's so relatable for so many of us and like I said outside of fitness too we we can really relate to this idea of um, being paralyzed being stopped dead in our tracks from making a decision from committing to something from actually acting on something because we're sitting there trying to analyze everything and we're trying to take in all the different variables uh, play out all the different possible uh, scenarios of how Um, your decision or whatever choice that you're making um, or whatever you're committing to, how that might um, play out down those different avenues. And uh, this is a huge trap because ultimately it leads to inaction and it will never lead to action if you are just sitting there or, you know, standing there paralyzed. And this is a a mindset that I relate to uh, 
more than I'd like to admit. Um, and it's definitely uh, become less relatable for me over the years. Um, but whether uh, it was uh, in the fitness field for me or, uh, you know, where I was going to school or what I was going to study or even just starting um, Blue Shoes Fitness as a whole, um, this idea of paralysis by analysis really uh, strikes a chord with me and it might strike a chord with you on the fitness side of things. Um, thinking about, uh, uh, you know, all the different ways that uh, people approach fitness, whether that's a coach online or an author of a book, uh, or if it's just you doing research on your own, there are a million and one different ways that people will tell you that uh, is the best way to to lose fat or to build muscle or to gain strength or whatever it is that your goal is. Um, if you were to type in, you know, how do I, and then fill in the blank with whatever your goal is, uh, fitness-wise, uh, if you were to type that in on any search engine, you would find just millions of results would be my guess. And that is helpful to an extent because now you have this plethora of information, this wealth of information that you have access to, but how do you know how to, you know, where to start, where to begin? Um, rather than having a single answer that's relevant to your question, now you have all of this information that you need to filter through and decide of what you're doing, how you're going to do it, all that kind of stuff. And that can get really overwhelming really quickly. And that ultimately for a lot of people leads uh, nowhere. It's a dead end. And that right there is the antithesis of, uh, of progress, of actually reaching your goals. And so we are trying to avoid this paralysis by analysis and one of, and, and maybe I, maybe I started this whole podcast off, uh, or I, I set it up in, uh, the, the non-optimal way here, but it just goes to prove my point here. So normally I think that the way that you're supposed to do these list kind of things of three mindsets to embrace in 2020, I think you're supposed to save the best for last. Um, we're doing the best right off the bat here because this one is my absolute favorite and the the mindset that we're talking about here, this is one of my very favorite terms that I think I've heard uh, ever. And this is a fairly recent uh, concept for me, but uh, the mindset that we're looking to replace paralysis by analysis with, the one that we're trying to embrace, is called imperfect action. And if you've never heard this term imperfect action, I am going to introduce it to you right here. And again, it's exactly what it sounds like. Um, there's nothing fancy here. And that's kind of the idea with all of this. So imperfect action is exactly what it sounds like. It's the idea of even if you don't have all your ducks in a row, even if uh, you don't have uh, so thorough, you know, so much thorough research behind um, what you're going to do, what you're going to try, where you'd like to go, um, what method you're going to use, you know, all of those kinds of things. And, and you can kind of, you know, play this out in your head of, uh, of how it applies to you and your specific fitness goals. Um, but um, you can imagine that if you are just stopped dead in your tracks and you are not acting because you, you want everything to be perfect, you want it to be the best and you want it to be just right, that taking a step uh, forward, even if it's not perfect, is going to be uh, one of the best things that you can do, especially when it comes to fitness, where, you know, as a whole, it's really tough to screw things up fitness-wise or fat loss-wise. Um, and, and it's really easy to uh, to focus on the wrong things overall or to, to fall into some trap mindsets like that. But it's really tough to, to ultimately screw things up to the point where it's irreversible. Um, you know, unless you're doing just something reckless where you're hurting yourself or you're starving yourself or anything like that. That's, you know, that's never going to be a, a good idea, no matter what your goal is. But um, it's it's worth taking a step in any direction to see if it leads you in the direction that you're trying to go. 
And that's this idea of imperfect action. And my personal example of this is starting this podcast. Um, I And like I mentioned at the very beginning of this episode, I don't have a fancy intro song or an outro song. Uh, there are no ads or sponsors or anything like that. Um, and for a while, I didn't even have a microphone. And so it was just this okay, I want everything to be perfect. I want you know everything that I do to put my heart and soul into it and behind it, and I want it to be perfect. I want it to be the perfect you know user experience for you listening. I wanted it to be everywhere. I wanted to have great artwork and a great song and just very cohesive and all of these different things. And it's not that I have, I don't know what the past tense is, forwent. <laughs> I don't think it's forwent. I think it's forgone. Um, I have not totally you know put those aside uh as a oh i don't need any of that i'm i'm going to sacrifice production quality it's the fact that i took a step and just literally turned on the record button hit the record button and said okay here we are we're talking on episode number 1 and you can go back and listen to that first episode um it's very raw and just like this is too and i think that that's one of the most exciting aspects of all of this is that when you apply yourself to imperfect action um you you have a lot more data to go off of in order to make it uh, if you want to say more perfect, uh, to make it better, better quality, and and figure out all of the uh, the loose ends and how to tie all those up, and and that's one of my very favorite mindset shifts that I think I've come across, uh, maybe in my entire life, and especially you know in the last year or so of this idea of imperfect action, um, and so my my example is with starting the podcast, but for you maybe it's uh, the way of taking imperfect action if you are sitting there on the fitness side of things and trying to figure out what. You know, if you find yourself Googling uh, what is the best workout for blank for your goal, you know, for uh, building strength, for losing body fat, for whatever it is, if you find yourself using uh, the terminology of the best, uh, there's a good chance that you are going to run into uh, thousands and hundreds of thousands and millions of answers to uh, that question. And they're all going to be different and everybody is going to have their opinion of what is the best. Um, and ultimately, if if you focus so much on that that it just stops you in your tracks, then it's it's not going to be the best solution and that a a subpar you know a solution is going to be much better than just standing there and trying to analyze what is the best itself um, and so maybe that's you on the fitness side of things and or maybe on the dieting side of things uh, you know just taking a step in the right direction if you um, are not sure where to start diet wise or nutrition wise, of course, you can always reach out to a coach and you can reach out to me and, and say, Hey, I need some help. I have no idea where to start. Um, of course you can always do that. But if you're trying to do this on your own and, and you're confident that you can do so, or if you have a history of, uh, success in the dieting, uh, world, then taking a step in a direction will give you some feedback of saying, okay, this is working toward my goal or this is not working. And then you can kind of piece it together from there. But if you just stand still, not really doing much of anything, you may end up at this very point next year and you still haven't taken a step in any direction and you're exactly where you were, you know, one year prior. So imperfect action, that's what we're going for in 2020. That's mindset number one. Let's move on here. One of the other big traps that I see happen a lot is this trap of uh, consecutiveness. And none of these traps are inherently uh, bad things. You know, they're all rooted in 
um, in a, a good intention where paralysis by analysis, a lot of that is rooted in wanting to make sure it's the best and perfect um, and uh, that there are no loopholes and that you have everything you know figured out, mapped out, all that. Same with this idea of consecutiveness and especially in, not that we're in January anymore, but especially at the beginning of the year, it's really easy uh, to... Uh, search for and to be really attracted to a lot of, you know, workout programs, diet programs, things like that, that rely on the principle of consecutiveness of, okay, we're going to go one month without doing blank or with always doing blank. And whether that's, you know, doing 10 pushups every single day, uh, right when you wake up, or maybe that's uh, eating a salad for lunch every day. Um, and maybe even outside of fitness, uh, whatever, you know, if you have any other resolutions or goals, if you want to read of reading 10 pages every single day, uh, you know, things like that, where it's, uh, it's, you have this calendar and you're trying to check off things on a daily basis, hourly basis, monthly basis, whatever it is. Um, consecutiveness can be a trap in a sense, because what happens if you miss a day? Um, it's, it makes it that much easier to miss a second day because, oh, well, it wasn't apparently important enough or a big deal enough for you to stay consecutive, uh, you know, with, with your goal, uh, after, you know, a couple days of, of, you know, maybe three days, you're doing great three days into the diet, three days into the workout program. And then you miss a day because something unexpected happens or because you're tired or sore, uh, maybe you're hungry. And so then you eat something that your diet does not permit. Um, that right there is, uh, those are some red flags for sure. And, 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 you know, being consecutive in things, um, can be great. I have, uh, workout trackers and even on my Bible reading app, it gives you, um, a number of, you know, your streak of saying you've opened this app or you've, you know, logged in whatever, uh, for this many days in a row. And, and that's kind of exciting and kind of, uh, empowering and motivating a little bit to see. Um, but it's not strictly about how many, consecutive days you were able to do this or anything like that because then you fall prey to uh, the unexpected and if something gets in your way of being able to accomplish whatever your goal was then all of a sudden you were consecutive you know on 30 consecutive days for the whole month uh, you were doing great and then you missed a day and that can feel pretty demoralizing that's not a great feeling when you ruin a streak no matter how long the streak is even if it's two or three days of you know your diet your workouts whatever it is that you're trying to do uh it's not a great feeling and it doesn't really motivate a lot of people to uh pick it right back up uh it usually can lead to a second or third or even fourth or you know so on uh, days of uh, consecutive days of not doing whatever your goal was or the behavior or uh, the action that you were trying to do. So this can be um, a huge trap and it can it can kind of work against you if uh, if you're not perfect and none of us are and and especially in areas like fitness and nutrition that can be uh, you know challenging and complex enough when we start adding this additional self-imposed challenge of you know how many consecutive days can I do this um, it poses a couple of issues when you miss a day or you know if you're trying to do 30 consecutive days of something what happens on day 31 you know what do you do do you continue to do uh, whatever it is that you're doing, even if you don't particularly enjoy it, even if it doesn't line up with your goals, but now you feel this pressure because you've been doing it for 30 consecutive days. Um, it, it's, it's those kinds of things that can really make that kind of a difficult mindset. And so in 2020, the idea here is to replace consecutiveness, that mindset, with a mindset based on consistency. 
And man, there's that alliteration right there. We're back to the wordplay. Um, this is consistency over consecutiveness. And you don't need me to explain it, but I'm going to do it anyway because you're sitting here listening to this podcast episode. Uh, thank you, by the way, for tuning in. And no matter where you found this episode, whether uh, it was on iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, or through you know Facebook or Instagram or anything like that, I'm glad that you're here, glad that you're listening to it. And uh, thanks for sticking with us. So consistency, that's the mindset here. And it is all of the good things of consecutiveness and none of the bad things. Um, And, you know, I say good and bad a little bit loosely here, but you know what I mean. We're talking about the things that are helpful toward your goals, toward uh, keeping you motivated and excited and on track versus the things that uh, could be just real big obstacles or stumbling blocks. When it comes to consistency, um, the idea here is, you know, if we're using the calendar again, so if you have a a 30-day calendar and consecutiveness is checking off, you know, the first, the second, the third of the month, fourth of the month, um, and so on. And, you know, you have a big old X over each day that you complete whatever it is, whether it's your 10 push-ups or your no sugar or whatever. Um, and then all of a sudden, if you miss a day, now you don't get to put a big X through it or uh, however your system is. And um, and then you look back at the end of the month and you may have, you know, adhered to your goal, let's say 20 of the 30 days, but man, it wasn't 20 consecutive days. And so you feel like it was a letdown of sorts. Uh, the mindset shift here is toward consistency to where you can look at that month, that same month and go, wow. I was able to stick to my goal for 20 of the 30 days of the month. That's two-thirds of the month. That's over 66% of the time that you were able to stick to that goal. And and first of all, if you're able to do go from zero to you know never having done a behavior or been able to stick to something to doing something 20 out of 30 days of a month, that is probably fantastic. That is probably really uh, a really great time to pat yourself on the back and to go, wow, that is amazing consistency. And from there, now you have options as opposed to with the mindset of consecutiveness, uh, you fall into these traps that kind of lead you to dead ends, no matter which way you turn with consistency, you now have options to where, okay, for month two, uh, maybe you want to try for 21 days of the month or 22 days of the month. and, And you can add to that and progress that way. Or you can change your goal and try to do something more challenging for 20 days of the month um, or something like that. So now you have different variables that you can play with. And that's super exciting. That's a great place to be because now you have, again, so uh, all these different variables that you can track and nothing is a... It's not that there's no pressure, but there's no pressure to... Uh, to try to control everything in your little world and that when something goes out of your schedule or out of your plan, uh, it, you don't have to get off track because there's there's not really a track so much. It's the fact that um, if you know that you are trying to stick to your diet but that you have some you know anniversary dinner coming up or a birthday or you know whatever special occasion, you don't have to feel like, oh man, I can't partake in all of this and I can't be there mentally because I can't eat this or this or this because I'm, you know, 20 days deep into, you know, the month and 20 days uh, strictly adhering to my goal. And now you feel like you're going to lose that streak and that your whole 20 days of progress has been totally useless, worthless, all that kind of stuff and just throw it away. No, you don't have to think like that with the mindset of consistency. You can think of uh, those days off or breaks or what, you know, apply this to your goal as you will. And as it applies to 
the specifics of um, your strategy. But uh, you can look at consistency with uh, with a more positive, optimistic outlook. And I think that that's one of the things that can lead you to success uh, in and of itself, where if you um, are continually encouraged to pursue your goal enough. Um, and, it, and this is not to say that motivation is everything. And I think that results are really what procure motivation uh, in in the long run. Um, but that being consistent in doing the right things, even if they're small things, um, that will lead to doing bigger things or being more consistent in those small things overall, or even both, where now you're doing bigger challenges um, you're stepping out of your comfort zone a little bit further each time, and you are becoming more consistent in doing those to where those things now become a habit, uh, to where those things are not so much of a drag to do or um, to eat or to not eat or to not do. Again, whatever it is that applies to your specific goal, whether it's weight loss, whether it's going to the gym at all, whether it's a certain style of workouts, whatever your goal is, uh, this idea of consistency, this mindset backed by consistency can be a great idea to embrace in this year in 2020. So we have imperfect action, consistency, and we're going to dive into the third mindset trap here. And that trap is probably the one that you will be the most familiar with out of um, all three of these. And this is, uh, let's see here, I feel like I'm trying to build up the uh, the the tension here of the suspense of okay what's he gonna say what's what's going on here um, but uh, I'm <laughs> I'm I'm just stalling a little bit here so really the the third mindset trap is the all or nothing mindset and you know what that is and you know what that feels like the all or nothing mindset trap is this idea that if you cannot commit yourself a hundred and thirty seven percent to something that you might as well not do it at all and in a sense, all of these mindsets are related, but this one is definitely most closely tied to the paralysis by analysis where uh, you have lot, you may have lots of options and you want to pursue uh, whatever option that you're going for with excellence and with perfection. Um, but you know, based on your past experiences of trying to work out or trying to stick to a diet or, uh, you know, trying to... Uh, be consistent things like that that if you can't do it a hundred and what would I say one hundred and thirty seven percent um you know if you're not able to to fully commit to something or if you're you know you have some doubts or that there might be some obstacles coming up in your way that it's not worth doing at all it's not worth even trying, and that is junk that is a junk mindset that we need to toss, and we just need to get rid of that uh in fitness in health uh and in life as a whole. We talk ourselves out of so many things because uh, we say, well, it's all or nothing. We either have to go head first, dive in head first, or we're not going to take part in it it, uh, at all. And like I said, that kind of, uh, uh, ties in with the paralysis by analysis as well. Uh, but that is something that, uh, I see a lot of people do. Uh, the application is that a lot of people will set up something like, uh, an unrealistic workout program, on January 1st, where they say, 2019, I didn't work out a single time, but 2020, this is going to be the year where there's still 360, I think there's actually 366 days this year. I think we have, yeah, February 29th. Um, we, you know, we have 366 days. I'm going to do 366 workouts and we're going to just bust our tail ends. And this is going to be the year where things happen, where change happens. 
And that ties right into the second mindset trap of consecutiveness, right? 366 days, we're going to do something every single day without fail. And now we're also in this all or nothing mindset because you can imagine that you get a few days in or a week or a couple weeks or however far you make it, you miss a day. Now you've lost your consecutiveness and you have not achieved the the all mindset. And so now you drop right down into the nothing and it's so easy to just jump off completely and to give up entirely. This mindset right here, the all or nothing mindset, I find with talking with my clients, with talking with friends and family, even on non-fitness matters, I think it tends to be an excuse more than anything. It's not really that we're so obsessed with giving 120% on something. I think a lot of times we start saying this when we're pretty convinced, or maybe we just have doubts, that we can't give our all on something. And we, for some reason, aren't able to see the benefit of of doing something as opposed to nothing. And that's actually where we're headed here as far as the, the specific mindset to embrace that's related to this. Um, but that's one of the things that I find that tends to be a little bit more of an excuse, really, than an actual reason. And that's kind of scary when we're so uh, we're so prone to just spewing off an excuse without really thinking about it, without recognizing that we're creating those excuses of, oh, no, 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 I don't want to do that because I, I can't give it all. You know, I don't have time for it. I don't have the money for it. I don't have the energy for it. Uh, what's the term I heard the other day? I don't have the bandwidth for it. Uh, of being able to add in one more thing into my life. I don't have the bandwidth. Uh, that is more so an, an excuse, really, I think. And, and that, can, that may be for a good reason. Maybe if you find that you're, that you're using that excuse, there, and this is probably a very small percentage of people, but this could be you listening to this, that may be that your goal is not actually important to you, is, or at least not as important as you had thought it would be. Um, this is something where... Uh, I get on to a lot, I do free consultation calls with anybody who's interested in coaching. And on a lot of those calls, it's preceded by an application that has a question that says something to the effect of what's your top priority goal right now? And you know what is the most important fitness goal in your life? And a lot of people will cite weight loss as their most important goal. And, and maybe they'll even have a specific number. I need to lose 20 pounds, I need to lose 50 pounds. And even that terminology of I need to lose 20 pounds, that right there is a, a little bit of a red flag for me of seeing that of going, okay, I think I know where this person's coming from um, and of of realizing that it may not be uh, an actual goal. It may just be something that they feel like they need to do. And so then we start talking on our consultation call and we find out that uh, there's no real tangible reason of how that you know, why that 20 pounds is important. And a lot of times that surfaces when I'll ask something along the lines of how will your life be different if you lose 20 pounds or 50 pounds? And a lot of people will say, well, I have never really thought about that. I'm not sure. Or I don't think it would really be that much different. I would just, uh, you know, look better and all that and maybe even feel better uh, as a whole. But the, But it's very surface level reasoning like that. And that to me says that those goals may not be as important as you think that they are. And so when you start using this excuse of, oh, well, I can't commit myself totally to it, um, to the diet, to the workout plan, things like that, that may possibly be one reason uh, why that would be the case is because your goal may not be actually important to you or as important to you as the behaviors that 
you're currently doing that you are wanting to change, but that you're much more comfortable with just keeping them. So anyway, that's a little bit of a tangent on that, but that is the all or nothing mindset that we're trying to avoid all or nothing. And the mindset that we're trying to embrace is the some slash more mindset. So instead of all or nothing of having one extreme to the other of far left to far right, now we have the some and more and some is right in the middle of all or nothing. And so you have, uh, you know, nothing on one side all the way up to uh, all on the other. So, you know, if you thought of that as like a one to 10 scale uh, or a zero to 10 scale, let's use that. So a zero to 10 scale, that's your, you're nothing on one end and you're all on the other. And some is going to be uh, somewhere in between those two numbers. And embracing the idea of some, of being able to do some action is the, is the overall idea here of being able to do something toward your goal is always, always, always going to be better than doing nothing. Um, and, and it's just you know, one and the same here. It's certainly better than doing nothing because you aren't able to commit to doing everything. And so the idea of doing something, that's going to fall right in the middle of that zero nothing all the way up to that 10 of all or everything. So that's the sum part of it. But the other part is the more. And you can picture sum is on that line, on that scale, and more is going to be in between sum and all. So if you have one end being nothing, one end being all, sum being a random arbitrary point in the middle, now you move a little bit to the right and that is going to be your more. And the, the, the saying that this is based off of is a very popular one in the exercise world. And, and probably outside of it too, but this is certainly where, where I learned it. And the idea is something is better than nothing and more is better than something. And there are different iterations of that, but it's the idea that, that some is better than none and more is better than some. And so, again, you see a lot of applications of this in dieting. You see a lot of applications of this in working out. Uh, let's talk about the the working out example real quick, and this will kind of wrap us up as uh, the episode comes to a close here. But when you start talking about the the workout side of things, you you have a lot of people that go, okay, twenty twenty, it's my year, seven days a week, we're doing a workout, two hours a day. I have no room in my schedule. I don't have time. I don't have money for a gym membership, uh, but I'm just gonna do it. And they don't. These people don't really, uh, and, and I have been here for sure. I have started more exercise programs uh, than, than many other people and not finished them because of all three of these mindsets, really. Um, but in particular, this one has plagued me in the fitness world in the past of, you know, not being able to do it all. So I'm just not going to do anything. Uh, but yeah, so it's this idea of, you know, seven workouts a week two hours at a time. I have no idea what I'm going to do. Can't afford a gym. I don't have the time, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to make it work. It's going to happen. And that, that sounds like a recipe for disaster, but apply it to your own situation and your own mindset and your own goals of how are you setting yourself up for failure right from the get-go? Are there ways are, that you're kind of self-sabotaging your own goals by setting an unrealistic plan that is dependent on you being able to give your all in one way or another, whether that's financially, whether that's time-wise, energy-wise, uh, even knowledge-wise. If you have no idea what you're doing in the gym, suddenly committing to doing two-hour workouts at a time seven days a week is not going to probably be the best place to start. The best place to start is going to be just doing something. And, and that may take a little bit of research on your side. That may take hiring a coach. That may take you know 
I don't know, doing doing a little bit of reading, getting a fitness book or a diet book and trying and doing something that to you from your current knowledge makes sense of you moving in the right direction. And that right there of doing something, like I said, is going to be better than doing nothing because it could very well advance you toward your goal. And even if it doesn't, you now have data to go, okay, this did not work. Now what do I need to do? I can cross that off. That didn't work. That's not the answer. That didn't move the needle like I thought it would. Uh, now what do we do? And so that kind of something will always provide a learning experience one way or another. Then from there, as you're able to, you know, time-wise, money-wise, energy-wise, knowledge-wise, you can do more. You can start doing more of, you know, whether it's, if it's, uh, you know, your, your initial plan was doing seven days a week, two hours in the gym at a time, doing something is, you know, going into the gym one time a week and not setting a time limit, but just lacing up your shoes, going to the gym and just doing something. Even if you walk on the treadmill for five or 10 minutes and then you leave, that's still doing something that's still establishing a habit and a routine. And that is going to move you closer to your goal, if not for any other reason, for the mental reason and for the behavior change reason. So that's doing something. Then you start looking at more. How can I do more? What can I do better? Maybe that's going to the gym a second time during the week. Or maybe that's totally out of the question of going a second time. Maybe you can stay longer during the first time that you go during the week. Maybe you can do some exercises that are more specific to what you want to do. Or maybe you can ask a trainer at the gym of, hey, how do I use this machine or this equipment? You have all of these different ways that you can, quote, progress, even if it's not specifically the weight loss that you're looking for, or even if it's not specifically uh, trying to get stronger in a certain muscle group or a certain exercise, you're doing something and then you can figure out how to do more based off of that, if that makes sense. Um, the idea of some and more, that is uh, another revolutionary mindset for me that um, I've been trying to practice in most areas of my life for, uh, oh gosh, I don't even know when I first came across that, probably sometime in college. Um, while while studying exercise science of of trying to figure out you know how to not only coach my clients but how to coach myself and and during college I was not the most uh consistent consecutive uh you know person in my own fitness I uh, there were there were many 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 weeks during college where uh, I didn't go to the gym a single time or didn't think about my eating at all and yet I was studying all of this uh exercise and wellness material from a nutrition point of view, from an exercise point of view, and a psychology point of view. And yet I wasn't applying it to my own life. And a lot of it was because I fell for all three of these traps of paralysis by analysis, consecutiveness, and the all or nothing mindset. And I've learned, uh, you know, at least conceptually, and now it's about uh, applying it to myself as well. But I've learned to start embracing these three mindsets of imperfect action, consistency, and some and more. And those three mindsets alone can take you very far in your own fitness goals and your own dieting goals, body composition goals, whatever it is that you're trying to do with your body and your health this year. Um, but those are going to be great places to start uh, this year if you haven't already. So if any of those three or all three of them uh, ring a bell for you, uh, definitely wherever you're watching, uh, watching, I'm used to videos here, wherever you're listening to this podcast episode, you can leave a comment or you can shoot me an email and let me know uh, what it is that's ringing a bell for you and that um, is ringing true in your life and in your goals right now. So those are the three mindsets to embrace in 2020. That's what I got for you on this podcast episode. I think I said that this was going to be a fast episode or at least not a long one. Uh, let's see time where, where are we at? 
Oh, yeah, this is the shortest one we've done so far, 35 minutes. We're going to get out of here in 36 minutes, people. So anyway, thanks for listening to this, whether you were uh, driving on your commute to or, to or from work, to or from the gym, or if you're doing chores around the house, whatever it is that you're doing, thanks for listening to this podcast. I appreciate your support, and we will see you next time for episode number six.